This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Bruchim Avam, welcome to our Friday Shir on Tefillah. Our series on Tefillah is sponsored by Rabbi Tzal Rose of Los Angeles, with Nishmas's brother, Tzvi Ben Levi Yitzchak, is Nisham Shehav Evan Aliyah. Um, as today's last day on the calendar year, if anybody would like to be Mishtatev in the upcoming Sefer Ampurim for Art Scroll, it's going to publish in about two weeks. Um, if anybody wants to be Mishtatev, please let us know. We're continuing in the first Hallelujah. Uh, last week we learned from Rabbi Schwab that there are five Hallelujahs, each one corresponds to a different part of the era that is referred to as Unifa Ercha, Pe'er, the crown. This is the crowning era of Jewish history, namely, the time preceding the coming of Mashiach. So the first Hallelujah refers to our era, the time preceding the coming of Mashiach, and it warns us, do not trust any false messiahs. Don't trust any great, generous people. Whether the false messiah from Christianity, from Islam, and within your people, as we mentioned, every single generation has a false Mashiach in Klal Yisrael. That is sort of a, a repercussion of one of the Chatam of Klal Yisrael that we're going to discuss in the upcoming Parshiyas. And, Beven Adam Shainless Teshua, do not trust in people that have no salvation. Teitzei Rucha Yashav Liad Masai, ultimately they'll die and their hope will be lost. Ashrei Shekel Yaakov Be'ezroi Sivroi Al Hashem Now, Rabbi Schwab learns that this parak of Tehillim is describing the new world order that will be invented and created by Hashem um, through the coming of Mashiach. When the false Messiah dies and he will return to his land, fortunate are those who hope only to God, only to be saved by Hashem. Now, so why is the Tehillim saying, He makes heaven and earth, the sea and everything in it. He guards peace forever. What does peace have to do with it? Why are we talking about the creation of the world? We say Hashem Pakeach Ivrim, Hashem Zoikev Kafufim, Hashem Oyhev Tzadikim. What's that got to do with the coming of Mashiach? So Rab Schwab explains amazingly. He says, Now the Mashiach turns to what will happen in the time of Bias HaMashiach. It's already written twice, three times in the Vim Suvim. In the end of days, Hashem will make a new world order. And this new world order is Bechlal Masabrashis. Now we know the creation of the world is MS. Like we say in Kiddush Levana, Hashem is Poyel MS, Shepulasa MS. He's a true worker and his actions are true. She'ain Shem Sheker There is no falsehood in creation. The fish don't lie, the birds don't lie, the sun doesn't lie. It gets up in the morning, it goes to sleep. It doesn't say, Oh, where were you yesterday? Uh, I, uh, I had a false positive yesterday, but I'm better today. No, no. The sun and the moon, they don't lie. The only ones that lie are men. So Hashem, who makes heaven and earth, the sea and everything in it, He preserves truth. 
And God will preserve that which He vouchsafed through His prophets. And the Nevi'im talk about the future redemption that Hashem will recreate the world. Like it says in Yeshaya, the end of Yeshaya, Lentaya Shamayim, Velisayd Aretz, Veloimar Amiyata. This is a very important Pasuk. God says He plants heaven, He founds earth, He tells Tsiyoin. The Jewish people are her, her nation. What did the creation of heaven and earth have to do with the Geula? The answer is, at the time of the Geula, there will be, so to speak, a new creation. Hashem who plants the heaven and founds the earth, He will make, at the time of the Geula, a new world order to be Mekayim Loimar Letzion Amiyata. And therefore, in Kiddush Savana, after we talk about Poyal Ames Shepulasai Ames, we talk about Hashem's renewal of the, mo- the moon, which is a simon to Klal Yisrael, who will also be renewed like the world. Meaning, part of the renewal of Klal Yisrael, Asalavai, will be a renewal of the whole world. And there will be a new world order. This is what it means, Shoimer emes li'olam. Ve'emes Hashem li'olam. That the coming of the Mashiach and the Binyan Beis HaMikdash and the redemption will be a fulfillment of Ahaya Hashem l'malach al this is all included of the MS Li'olam. All the truths that Hashem vouchsafed will be forever and ever. Now, how will that be? Who will bring the new world order? The answer is no man will do it. There's no human being who will make a new world order. No barrier could hasten the coming of the new world order. Unless he's sent by God, like Elio Anavi. And then Rabbi Schwab quotes, interesting, a Kabbalistic teaching from the Gra, this really comes from the Ari and the Zayar, that it will be Moshe Rabbeinu, like we pointed out from the Arachim HaKadosh, Moshe as Rashi Tevois, And only God Himself will make this. And now we're going to talk about the new world order that God will bring. Number one, Oisem Mishpat La'ashukim. God will do justice for the oppressed. Nowadays, most people are up, they are not they are not given justice. People are oppressed. People have money taken away from them without recourse. People have jobs taken away from them without recourse. There's no justice in this world today. But the first thing God will do is oisem mishpat laashukim. God will do justice for the oppressed. Number two, he will be noisein lechem l'revim. There will be no oppression and no hunger. Hashem Nobody will be incarcerated wrongfully. And this is sort of this is part of the physical new world order. But now we're going to talk about the spiritual new world order. Is it spiritual? But I thought the next thing we say is Hashem is Poikeach Ivrim. The answer is we are not talking about God giving sight to the blind here. We are talking about the Rebbeinu opening up the eyes of the blind. Says Rabbi Schwab, how is it possible that you could have chemists, physicists, biologists, who are atheists, who are anti-Torah, who are anti-God, don't they see the truth? The answer is they're blinded to the truth. But God will open up their eyes. We're not talking about physical sight. That they'll see. 
but rather it's talking about the majority of mankind today are on the Madriga of Ivrim, blind people who are like feeling around in the darkness, they don't see the light of Hashem, but ultimately God will open their eyes and Yakiru Viedu Sevel. Because it's a wonder. You have mathematicians, you have astronomers, chemists, physicists. They're not, they're not all tzaddikim and God-fearing. Did you know that? Big chiddush. Not every scientist is a tzaddik and is God-fearing. But don't they see the wonders of God? And Chazal already pointed this out. What's the definition of a rasha? A rasha is considered as if he's dead. Because he sees the sun shining and he doesn't make a bracha of Yodzerar. He sees the sun setting and he doesn't thank Hashem and say Marvar of him. The answer is he's stricken with blindness. So Hashem will open their eyes. Hashem will be Zoykev Kafufim. Many people today, this doesn't refer to God will heal the backs of people, but many people are downtrodden, broken hearted crushed when they see the world is uh, full of evil and wrongdoing and backward ideology and they feel crushed by this uh, the injustice in the world God will stand, make them stand direct they will be given confidence that, that everything is right in the universe and then Hashem Oyev Tzadikim in the new world order you see, today, we don't recognize how much God loves the tzaddikim. We don't see it. It's not apparent to us. It's not overt to us. However, only today, only the tzaddikim feel how much Hashem loves them. But it will be apparent, it will be obvious, it will be clear, the love that God has for the tzaddikim. Hashem shoymer esgerem, yasayim ve'amana yo'ideid. God will give the widow and the orphan the encouragement and the resolute and the wherewithal to bear, to shoulder their difficulties. And even though today the wicked dominate, God will pervert their path. They will not be successful. Now Rabbi Shab says something very interesting. There are three groups that we talked about. The convert, the orphan, and the widow. Many times the Torah groups together these three camps, the convert, the orphan, and the widow. And they are a mashal to three kinds of people. The convert refers to the Baal Shuva, who repented and bettered themselves from their previous state. Like we find uh, in the Pesukim of Yom Kippur, There it doesn't mean just the convert. It means all those who want to repent, they're like Gerim Shinez Gairu. The Yasaim, it doesn't refer to the orphan, it refers to those who were Tinoik Shanizbu, they grew up without any Jewish education, and it's as if they never had anyone to teach them. The Almanas does not refer to the, orf- to the widow, it refers to someone who didn't have the proper leadership, the proper Rabbeim. It refers to our generation, that we don't have the Moira Derech and the Manhig to guide us like we once did. Like we say in Yishai, Ein Menahel Lami Kalbanim. Yasoim v'amana y'oideid. Hashem Shoimer as Geirim refers to us. We are all Geirim, Yisoimim, Amanois. We have been brought up 
on the wrong path, we don't have the proper guidance. And this will all take place in the future. This is all part of the new world order. Because God promises in the Navi Yirmiya, Kilai Alman Li Yisrael, the Jewish people will not be widowed forever. The buzzer Kilai Alman Li Yisrael, May Eloi Kav. The reason we will not be widowed is because Hashem will guide us. Says Rabbi Schwab, look at our generation. How many Gedoyle Taira are really able to paskin Shilas for Klal Yisrael? You can't even count on one hand, says Rabbi Schwab. And Rabbi Schwab wrote this, I don't know, 25 years ago, maybe more. We don't even have five Paiskim in the world that could tell us what to do in all areas of Shulchan Arach. And if he said that 25 years ago, what would he say today? So the last generation before the Gula comes will be a group of Balei Tshuva, Tinoikos Shenishbu, people who don't have the proper guidance. And we don't recognize how Hashem loves the Tzadikim. But we will be Zoichad, that Hashem will give us leadership, guidance. We will see Hashem Oyev Tzadikim. He will be Paikeach Ivrim. He will open up our eyes. He will give us resolution. He will give us confidence. Zoikev Kefufim. When will this new world order be? Yimloich Hashem Li'olam. It will be. God will reign forever. Eloikayach Siyayin. It will be when Mashiach comes. But right now when we're saying it, we don't have any of these things. This is the first Hallelujah. It's, it's yearning for that time. I think maybe we're going to have one more share on this uh, first Hallelujah. I want to end off with the Shlach HaKadosh. There is a very uh, amazing steer in the Zayar we once discussed. Where did David HaMelech get his 70 years from? Usually we say he got it from Adam Arishain. Adam Arishain was supposed to live a thousand years. And God showed him all the future generations and he saw there's somebody who's only destined to live three hours. And Adam said, who is this person? David. So Adam Rishon wanted to know, can you give gifts in heaven? God said, why not? So Adam Rishon PayPal'd David, or maybe he zelled him 70 years. And he gave him a gift in heaven. Why not? But there's a big question because Isaiah elsewhere says that the 70 years of David came from Avraham, Yaakov, and Yosef. Avraham was supposed to live 180 years. He died five years earlier. He gave five years to David. Yitzchak, Isaiah says, comes from Sitra de Afela. Yitzchak comes from the world of darkness and therefore he can't give gifts. Yaakov lived 147 years. He should have lived... How long? He should have lived. One hundred seventy-five. So that means he lived. He was gypped out of twenty-eight years. Yeah, he was gypped out of twenty-eight years. Those twenty-eight years he gave to David Amalek. So 5 from Abraham, 28 from Yaakov. Yosef lived 110 years. He should have lived 147 like his father. He gave 37 to David. So 5 from Abraham, 28 from Yaakov, 37 from David. Desire says, 
Yosef gave more years than everyone else put together. Yeah, he's a tzaddik. He's called a tzaddik. Tzaddikim do those kind of things. So the obvious question is, why did Yosef, why did David need two gifts? 70 from Adam and 70 from Avraham, Yaakov and Yosef. So one answer we always say is the answer of the Chidah, that in fact David lived 140 years because he never slept that night. So he lived 70 years during the day, 70 years during the night. That's one answer to the question. Another answer the Mekubalim say is that Adam gave 70 years, but when he sinned with the Eitz Hadas, the years became corrupt. So he had to get... Uh, uh, so that blood transfusion to David didn't work, so David needed a new transfusion from Avram, Yaakov, and Yosef. But there's a third answer from the Shlach HaKadosh, namely, Adam HaRishon offered... But like most appeals, Adam HaRishon reneged. He came up with a reason why he's not going to be giving it. So Adam HaRishon says like this, She'ashrei she'kel Yaakov b'ezrei. Says the Shlosh, Shamati be'ilu ha'psukim shanacher. We find in the Medrash, Adam HaRishon, when it was Gozar Namisa, right, Adam HaRishon, when he ate from the Eitzadas, he was going to die on that day. But that day of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yoy Mechad Shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is a thousand years. V'hisratzem etchila Adam HaRishon lita mishnayis of shivim shana mishnayis v'domach. Adam HaRishon already originally consented to give 70 to David. When Hashem showed him all the future Chachamim, and he showed him David would be a stillborn. So Adarishan gifted him with 70 years of his life. And in fact, Adam lived 930 years. But when Adam got up to year 930, and he was about to die, he regretted the gift he gave to David. He regifted, he regretted it. He said, I thought a thousand years is a long time, so I'll give 70. But once I'm here... You know, like Rabbeinu Yoyinah says, even if somebody would live a thousand years, when it comes time, when, it, when he gets up to year a thousand, a person says, vey, where did all the time go? It flew by. All the more so that we don't live a thousand years, how we have to be careful with our time. But when Adam got to year 930, he said, God, uh, I would like to retract my gift. So God said, you can't do that. You should be ashamed of your great-grandson Yaakov Avinu who keeps all of his vows. You're going to have a descendant Yaakov. He ovayidar Yaakov neder. And he fulfilled it. As soon as he made the neder, he fulfilled it. This is what it means. David says, Al tiftechu v'nadivim. Don't trust benefactors. Beven Adam. People. That's a remez to Adam Arishain. Don't trust Adam, David's saying, who's a nadiv and he gave me 70 years. Because... Because when it comes time for him to die, he'll regret all the gifts he gave. You know who we could trust? Um, we can only trust a guy like Yaakov. You don't trust Yaakov Avinu. Then Hashem, only Yaakov Avinu is reliable. But according to the Shla, this is another answer to the Stira and the Zayar. That in fact, Yaakov, um, Adam Arishon did offer 70 years. So why did the others have to give him? Apparently, Adam tried to retract it. Now, he was able to retract it in the sense that it wasn't given to David, but he wasn't able to retract it 
that it went back to him. Interesting. He was not able to get it back for himself, but apparently David needed a, a new source for those 70 years. So that's one of the Kabbalistic meanings of of that's a reference to Adam Rishon reneging on his offer to, uh, be, to give years to David HaMelech. Okay, my Rabbi said, good to see everybody back. Wish everyone a wonderful Shabbos. And uh, we'll see you guys Hashem next week. Kiragil. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much. Tiskel Mitzvah. Good Shabbos, bye-bye. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.